Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is Pastor Jay, and we're going to start off in decency and order. And how we're going to start off is we're going to go ahead and go to a scripture today. Oh my goodness, this scripture was good. It's the daily scripture for today coming out of Proverbs 18 and 24. And it says, the one who has unreliable friends soon come to ruin. But those, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That, that was deep. And that's today's daily. I ain't even lying. I'll show you right there. That's just... So make sure that you know who's in your circle. And it was a, it was a quote that I saw earlier that made me made me think made me really think cuz it's really crazy cuz I feel like this is something that we do constantly and it goes with that same scripture. And what the person said as I I I go to it, it says stop being the go-to person for people you can't go to. That's it. That's it. That's the scripture That's broken it. down. And, yes. and it's funny, I saw that post before I saw the scripture of today. Stop. God is telling you, stop being that go-to person for somebody that if you was in the same shoes, they would say no. They would turn you away. You'd be out of luck. You might not even be able to get a hold of them. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> God gave you the spirit of discernment. Always remember that he can make a way for you and will show you people's true intention so that you can know yes. who to be around, who to be in your camp. Because sometimes we have people in our camp that think they should be in first class, but they deserve to be in coach. Mm, mm, mm. Should they even be on the plane? Sometimes no. Right. But that's for you to decide and pray right. for. But as we say, pray for it. Father God, just right now in the name of Jesus, we're going to go ahead and, and pray about people's situations, people's discernment, people that are going on the mission, going on the journey, taking step by step with you, but have some people that have some shaky faith, have some people that is not backing them, have some people that got some bad hearts, some people that's having some bad days that could distract somebody out there that is trying to do your work, God. And right now, God, we ask you to give them the spirit of discernment to know who is for who and who will be there no matter what. God, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus to be able to embody their mind with your judgment and your wisdom so that they can be able to see the true people that is should be called brother, that should be called sister, that will always be there despite of blood or relation. That God, we just ask right now that while they're going through whatever they're going through, just bless them with a financial breakthrough. Bless them with spiritual maturity. Bless them to be able to go forth with strength and courage to stand on the word of God and have faith in you in all things, God. And God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for all the blessings. Continue to anoint us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet with, with yes. a brand new grace and mercy every day, Lord. We just thank you for everything you're doing. May the Lord have a blessing to the hearing, doing, and application of every part of your word. Because 
we need to he not just be hearers but doers of your word god so let's be able to hear your word and stick it in our hearts on the deepest side so we can be able to hide your word in our hearts so when we go through troubled times god that we could be able to bring it back to our remembrance and remember what you what said the lord not what i said not what pastor jay said not what Pat, bishop td jay said but what said the lord so that we could be able to go forth in decency and order and we say that all in jesus precious name Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. And like always, you can find me at Anointed Jaylon. Again, that's Anointed Jaylon on Twitter and Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun, y'all. Um, what's up? What's up? We just got the package from Zappo. Shout out to Zappo. I got hey. the package today for the Anointed Summer Party. Make sure you go get your tickets for the Anointed Summer Party at anointedsummerparty.eventbrite.com or go to anointedradionetwork.com. Get your tickets. If you get the VIP, you got a little special gift from Zappo, y'all. Mm. So be in the house. Come on, y'all. It's about Come to support. be a great, great show. Make sure that you're out there making it do what it do because this show is going to be a a history making show if you missed it you're gonna miss something you're gonna miss a blessing you're gonna miss some anointing that's going to be coming out of it so i definitely challenge everybody under the sound of my voice to be able to go out there get your little 25 dollar tickets and come out in attendance to support your number one gospel show award nominated show anointed radio network Yay, july 28th july 28th make sure you in the building six o'clock Six o'clock, y'all. So, that's Pastor Jay. Good evening, everyone. This is Lady AJ, and feel free to follow me on Instagram at LadyAJ2020, or you can drop me a line at LadyAJ2020 at gmail.com. Amen. So, we're going to go ahead and go into the mix, and we're going to go with Brian Poppin all back, y'all. We'll see you guys in a minute.
This is not the time to be timid. You can no longer think less of yourselves because of that situation, those setbacks, or life stumbling blocks. I challenge you not to allow the insecurity of others to mislabel your confidence as arrogance and cause you to doubt who you are. You have made it to your moment and things are about to pick up speed. This is your moment, this is your hour, this is your season, and this is your time. You are not fighting for the victory, you are fighting from your place of victory because victory is already yours. So gone are the days of I used to be or I shall be. Your declaration must be, I am a champion. 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 I have the victory. I have a victory. See, I am a champion. 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 I have the victory. I have a victory. Say I have the victory. I have a victory. I have the victory.
So we're going to go ahead and go into our interview phase, y'all. And we have in the house Miss AJ Johnson, y'all. Everybody welcome Miss AJ Johnson. Hey, you guys. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, everybody. How are you? Doing quite well. How are you doing? You know, I got to tell you, I am on such a high because this whole month of July, God is basically manifesting prayers I've prayed for over 10 years. Wow. And I am just asking my audience, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it doesn't matter. Anybody watching, I just want to be an example of patience, of obedience, of God's will be done, not mine. Like, whatever that testimony is, I am so happy that God is using me as an example. Amen. Amen. That is wonderful. That was encouraging. Yeah. This is, I can't. Out the gate. Yes. I was here to say, y'all not quiet. <laughs> I know, it was, it was like, okay, you didn't hit, hit something on the nail, amen. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it, it was just, it was an encouraging word straight out the gate, talking about prayers that you've prayed for 10 years, and they're manifesting. Um, we all need to hear that. Especially here and at Anointed Radio. I'm not, I'm not going to take up the whole interview with the details of that, but when I tell you, that I, I want everybody to pay closer attention now that we're talking as the month goes on, because we're only 11 days in. And right. I, and this is going on and on until about August 4th. So Amen. as God continues to unveil the manifestation, it's like the details of it. Like even in terms of this Sins of the Father, the movie that, that I'm starring in for TV One, it's right. not that I prayed for the movie, but I prayed for an amazing director, an amazing producer, an amazing distribution house relationship. It's basically what I had my last dramatic role, which was John Singleton and Baby Boy. Right. And I got spoiled from that. So I was like, you know what? I don't want anything less than that. So God, however you manifest that, let's go. I had no idea it was going to take years, mm. but I knew what I wanted. I knew what I was claiming. Right. I knew what it was going to take for me to be happy acting again. And I just said, God, whenever you're ready, if ever you're ready, I'm okay if we never do it again because you've blessed me in other areas of my life. But if we do it again, this is how I'm looking for it to show up. And when I tell you I'm living that prayer right now, TV One is amazing. Jamal Hill, the the best of the three directors I've worked with in the 30 years of my career. My cast members were open, creative, collaborative. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better project to to relaunch my dramatic acting career. So it starts there. The rest unfolds, you know what I mean? Right. So let's just start with that. Tell us about Sins of the Father. Well, Sins of the Father is actually based on a real story. And for those people who didn't get to see it on Sunday, I pray you you tune in to the re-airing, which is Sunday, uh, July 14th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's basically the uncovering of some corruption in the church, mm-hmm. from adultery to homosexuality to um, fraud to murder. And so my character, Felicia Richardson, is um, a lead uh, detective uh, from the psychotherapy department at Quantico, which mm-hmm. is the FBI training facility. And she basically takes cases based on her interest. Mm-hmm. And this happens to be one of them. Wow. Wow. So it's, it's a whodunit. It's oh, a murder okay. mystery. It's a whodunit. It's a real, it's a real true crime story. Oh, please! 
please. And this role is actually one of my favorites. Um, TV One, again, prayer answered, gave me and Jamal Hill um, creative control. So Jamal and I partnered, and I mean, after 12 to 15 hour shoot days, we would still order in Chinese food and sit up and rewrite pages for the next day. Oh. I mean, we, we met commitment in the middle to yeah. create this. So I'm really proud of the story. I'm proud of the whole project. And I'm extremely proud of Felicia Richardson. I don't think I've ever been in love with a character so huh. much, honestly, Yeah. before her. I love Juanita Baby Boy, love Shireen. But but this Felicia Richardson, I am obsessed with her. Oh wow, this is so cool! I can't. I will definitely watch it on Sunday. I want to get. I hope so. I, I definitely want to get to my iceberg question <laughs> that Lady AJ just <laughs> went over. Well, you you have I'm to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I, did I mess up the order? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we can go back. We can rewind. We can rewind. Okay. So my icebreaker question was, before you know, before all seriousnessly, but we went straight in, was what is your favorite fruit? Hmm. My favorite fruit, I would say, is pineapple. Hmm. So do you eat it the... The way that they say it, the proper way, or do you eat it like how everybody else do? Just cut it up and then just eat the yellow part. Because they said in Hawaii they pick it out like spears. Mm. It's pretty dope, but I don't know. How to right, do that. I I eat it in any way it comes. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> so I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't have a ritual. I don't have, and you know what? It's actually very high in sugar, so I don't eat a lot of it. It is my favorite. If I'm going to do a, a, a mimosa, I usually do it with pineapple juice. If I'm going to do a cocktail, pineapple juice is usually my chaser. Um, my fresh fruits, I love blueberries. Pineapples is going to be in there. Any kind of berries and melons is what I'm going to go for. Watermelon, uh, cantaloupe. I try to stay with the lower sugar fruits. But pineapple is actually very high in sugar. So I don't eat a lot of it, but I love it. Right. Okay. So that's the life coach part of you. Okay, I see that. But I'm going to go into the part where I always wanted to, to tell you. It's crazy. Well, first of all, I want to just say it's a great honor because... We, we're so excited to have you. Well, first of all, I didn't get to say my part. <laughs> okay. I was... I, I want I want the little get the little ghetto boy from Richmond, California, to be able to talk his piece. Okay. It was... It, it's a great honor because I grew up watching you. And you... From the time from house party all the way down to baby boy... During the t different times of my life, I was able to see, like, you were an embodiment of a black mama. I'm going to just throw that out there. Like, you you captured, especially a mom in the areas that I'm used to, you know, the areas that we yeah. we, we grow up in. And we're like, man, that's yeah. I know a mama just like that, mm -hmm. you know. And it, right. it, it, it was amazing how you were able to capture that. So mm -hmm. I just want to first give you kudos for that. Okay. And well, I, I have a question about that. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Because, I, you know, so many people over the years have made mention that they felt like I was too young mm -hmm. to play Tyrese's mama and baby boy. How do you feel about that? I'm a, so I have a young mom. So me and my mom are 18 years apart. So it didn't seem. Wow. So when I used to go to New I remember we went to New York for the first time. I was 16. I think my mom was in her 30s or something like that. We went to New York for a family reunion. And I'll never forget this dude said, hey, you want to buy flowers for your lady? I was like, dude, that's my mama. Mm -hmm. like, like, <laughs> so for me, 
it it is not. I know the struggles it was of having really ringing true for real. Right. So having a young mama, having you know the the boyfriends, that was man, that was real. Like especially for the my mom's generation of having because they were all young when they had me and my cousin. Right. So we saw the the I met the real Melvins in mm. in my lifetime and stuff like that. So it's it was right. crazy as a kid cuz now that I look back I would never let my kids watch that at my, that age that I watched it, but that's a whole different story. But it just showed kind of like what we were living in during that time frame. And and that's why I think yeah. that was why we could quote that movie and we it was like, man, like I know somebody in that situation, like relationship, right. as a kid when watching the movie, I'm like, no, I can't re relate to the relationship. But knowing that family environment, knowing the cuss outs, knowing the gangsters that live there, knowing the all the different embodiments, it kind of really showed a picture of the inner city of what a lot of young kids, because a lot of people see the adults, but they don't know about the kids that live the nine to five through all that stuff. Mm. The cuss outs, right. the police, the beat ups, the, you know, the young grandmamas and, and all that stuff. So it's like, right. Right. I thought that was deep. So that see, I, I go way deeper into it, yeah. you know, but I just wanted to say that yeah, no, was I appreciate pretty dope that. to, to right. me. It was dope. I love it. And I, I always thought kids should have went with you and not with uh, with Tosh Campbell. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 go back 30 years trying to rewrite the script. I love you for it, but that we, you, you try to go back 30 years to redo it. I love you. I, I'm just saying, I thought that was a whole... She left him anyway, but that's a whole different story. So going back to you, and how did you get into life coaching? Um... You know, the, the, the shorter answer is that, um, you know, I was a psych chemistry major at Spelman. So my background academically has been science and, and pre-med anyway. And although God blessed me in the entertainment business, there was a part of my brain and my soul that was going unfulfilled. And my father, rest his soul, he knew it and he could see it. And he didn't hesitate to tell me that he felt like there was just something missing mm. from the spark that he knew me to be. And he basically said, you know, I think the business is taking a toll on you. I think you enjoy acting, but you don't really enjoy the business side of it. Mm. And um, there's a reason why it's called show business. And there's a whole different lane of passion and purpose that you are effortless in. And why don't you pursue that? And I, you know, I, I didn't for many years. And actually as a, as a tribute and salute to him when he passed, I said, you know, I'm going to at least investigate this healthy living thing my way. Um, don't know where it's going to go, but I'm going to stop hiding my degree of healthy living um, and start making it more public. So, you know, for Baby Boy, I started doing interviews. I started doing um, TV appearances where I talked about my healthy nutrition and my healthy lifestyle. And so life coaching actually took a life of its own because a lot of the celebrities I had been working with um, in the TV and movies that I was doing, they started asking for my help. Mm. So that, that, that's kind of where it started. Mm. Um, and Tisha Campbell, of course, my co-star in House Party and, and one of my closest, longest friends at this point, she was the one who named the business. She was like, you know, I need to get in that AJ zone. I need to eat right. I need to exercise. I need to be like you. Like, I need right. to live in that zone you in. Right. 
Right. And and that's how the AJ Zone was born. Amen. So I, um, on my way to the studio, I told my husband, I said, so AJ Johnson is going to be our guest. And he said, who? I said, AJ Johnson, you remember she's an actress, this and that. I showed him the picture. He, he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember AJ Johnson. She's gorgeous. And you've all, and you have always been in such incredible shape. So have you always been like into fitness? Um, yeah, I have, but, but, but not from the same standpoint. You know, I've okay. always been athletic. You know, I, right. I, I grew up the baby of all, all brothers. So I grew up very athletic, like all through grade school, all through high school. I ran track. I played basketball. I've been a dan- I've, I've been dancing since I was five and six years old. Tap, jazz, ballet, um, African hip hop. I mean, I was one of those kids that took every dance class there was um, in my small little dance studio in New Jersey that I went and took dance class from. Um, figure skating, horseback riding. I mean, my parents had me in everything, mm-hmm. exposed me to so much. And it's so funny because now as an adult, I'm so grateful right. that we lived in an area and I had parents at the time that were very, very open to the, to the you know, exposing me to all things, you know, whether I liked them or not, you know, right. I got the exposure. The exposure. Um, so, yeah. So I've always been athletic. I've always been um, that kind of into movement. But it wasn't until after I lost my mother to cancer um, that I really started paying attention to the importance of the health benefits of exercise. So then it became more, not just that I was athletic, but it became more about a health watch for me Hmm. in terms of my exercise lifestyle and my nutrition. Um, Once that turned into healthy living and life coaching, I realized that God was putting an assignment on my life to be an example, you know, to be um, not only a teacher, but to be a visual example of, you know, what it looks like when you take the best care of your temple. Right. And so, you know, as part of my professional, um, my professional stance, I took it very seriously that God was telling me at different stages of even life coaching, um, I need you to be an example of amazing. I need you to be an example of, oh my God, how do you do that? Like God always called me to be exceptional. And so it wasn't enough to just be in shape. You know, God was saying, I want the abs, I want the arms, I want the legs. Like, I want you to really be an exception to this is what it looks like if you really eat clean. This is what your temple can look like no matter how old you are. Like, be an example of when you take care of your temple, this is what it looks like. Right. And so that's kind of what I've been living by. Well. You're truly an ambassador of that, that's for sure. And, you know, it's, it, talking about your life coaching, um, you said a comment on the D.L. Hughley show, his new show um, I just saw recently, where it, you said something that was deep, and I think a lot of people in the entertainment business don't realize that. You were saying that, you know, when you're on the red carpet and they were calling your name, and it, it felt good at that moment. And then once the next person comes, they're now – they're not caring about you no more. Now they're all their focus is on this, you know, the next person. I think you said Beyonce as an example or something like that. But I think and that goes across all genres mm-hmm. of of entertainment. And and I one thing that gets really deeper is 
the even on on us, us Christian side on you know the gospel industry the Christian hip hop and all that. I feel like that's double warfare because mm-hmm. first of all you have to show you know even though we have emotions like everybody else you know we we go through our issues and things like that but then it we still have feelings you know and we still want to feel appreciated right. and validated right. and things like that and yeah. recognized Absolutely. and stuff like that and what you said was so deep um about how a lot of times you know that's just not enough having you know people care for you for two seconds and i feel like that's what like veers a lot of people in entertainment business to go down darker roads to be able to fill that void yeah i mean you know you know because we had a limited amount of time you know that wasn't necessarily the topic of the interview but you know just to go a little bit deeper you know I, i find as a life coach as well as an actress who was starting to suffer from that um, and, and was just healthy enough to pull myself out of it. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, well-rounded and diverse enough in my purpose and my passion that I didn't get sucked into that, right. that valley that so many talents do because, right. you know, they, they come to L.A. and it's all they got. Like, this is their only shot. I talk to so many people, whether they're my peers or my clients, where they feel like, you know, if this doesn't happen, they have nothing else. And I never felt that way. Right. You know, I was like, well, if this doesn't happen. I got med school. I got life coaching. I got teaching. I got, there's so many other things that I actually, that soothe my soul to do. Mm. So I never felt that. Um, what, what scared me more than, 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 you know, anything is the fact that, you know, we were putting ourselves in position to have our whole worth be designated by outside validation that was already telling us it had nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. That's what was scary to me. And I don't know whether that's a psychologist in me from Selman. I don't know whether that's my soul, God, God, my God voice. It just was not okay with me right. that as successful as I was, they're screaming my name, they're screaming Beyonce's name, we're side by side. But I looked and I said, you know what? They're screaming my name and then they're screaming Beyonce's name and then even they're, now they're screaming Mary J's name. And it's like, it has nothing to do with us as people. It has nothing to do with the good in the world we're doing. It has nothing to do with our charitable spirit. All it has to do with is what they're what they know us for in this five minutes. Mm, and right. then the next person comes right. and they may have something to talk about and they're and they go to the next person for five minutes. I didn't want my life and my career and my self esteem and my validation to be based on quicksand like that. Right. Right. And so that's what made me say, you know what, let me step back. Let me build something that's mine, that's solid, that I can be happy with if I never act again. And honestly, I never even imagined that the AJ Zone would take off to be the brand and the business that it has become and is becoming. You know, I mean, I got blessed in a space where I didn't miss my acting lifestyle because I had it under the umbrella of the AJ zone. I still travel the world. I still travel five-star first class. I still get paid really well doing what I love. I'm calling the shots. It's in a lane that I love. I mean, there was nothing that I missed. So in order to act again, it really had to be something I really wanted to do because it got to a point where I was like, well, I don't know what's going to be able to take me away from what I love at this point. Mm. It's got to be a really, really strong project to make me put my business on hold. Well, you know, my teacher always said that 
if you find, um, if you do your passion as your career, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I agree. And if you get, and I think that's what happened is you found the AJ zone is your passion. That was something that really drives you where you think of work. Now, going back to the trailers, going back to the deadlines and the reads and, and the scripting and the long hours compared to like, do I really want to do that compared to being able to control my environment and knowing that this is right. what I want to do? So, and I think that's where a lot of people, um, just in general, despite what their field is, is is what they need to look for. Because I feel like we get caught in a rut. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Lady AJ about how before anointed radio, I was in the IT field. My my um, education is in IT. And I worked in the Silicon Valley in the San Francisco area, and I was just a mouse. I just felt like a mouse in a trap. I just went to work to the 9 to 5 and everything, and God was like, I have more for you. And I was like, I don't know what else, what, manager? <laughs> like, that yeah, was right. literally right. my mindset. And then when God moved me out of the moment, and yeah. that was moving me from the Bay Area to Las Vegas to a desert that I was like, what? But okay, that's what you want. And then for God to be able to put everything in place for me to open up the first gospel radio station in Las Vegas. First of all, I I think if he would have told me that he was moving me here for this, I probably would have messed it up. So that's why he kept each revelation the way he did. But it was like, now when I think back, I'm like, I I could do radio every day, award shows, red carpet, photo shoots, all that. When I come back to my nine to five to do IT, I'm like, uh, Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kind of I could I could relate to what you're saying. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean you know I um again I I I don't take it lightly that I understand that I am a pioneer, so to speak, in this industry. You know, there's not many people who have a successful career to the degree that I've had right. and simply step aside. To, to build something that they feel like is more solid than the quicksand that the industry is showing itself to be. And so I just refused to think, you know, I was like, you know, I'm glad I have other passions. I'm glad I really love and believe in other things as much as I love acting in the business. Um, I, you know, I'll tell you the other thing, you know, I know it's different. It's not Hollywood. I get it. It's not necessarily national. But I, you know, I was Miss Morehouse when I was at Spelman. I pledged Delta Sigma Theta at Spelman. Um, I was Miss Freshman. I was president of SGA. Um, You know, I feel like by the time I got to Hollywood, I was a different kind of celebrity anyway. I mean, in order for the Morehouse men, the Morehouse College men, to say that you're their queen, I was like, it only gets better from here. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm already standing on a foundation that, you know, at one of the top HBCUs in the country, I attended one, got voted queen of the other. So whatever else I do, it's really going to be for fun. Mm. And so that's another reason why when, when I think my dad started seeing me crying a little too hard, a little too often over projects I didn't get or not understanding why I wasn't the, the, the chosen actress. He was like, you know, I just don't understand. You know, you're brilliant. Med schools were clamoring for you and your intellect and your your academic record. Why do you keep choosing a lane that is watering you down and comparing you to people who don't have half of what you have in your arsenal? 
And he kept saying that and kept saying that and kept saying that. I mean, we would fight about it. You know, it was an argument topic for us. Mm. And it wasn't until, you know, he was passing when he said, you know, just do me a favor. Just try it. You're so special. And it chokes me up talking about it. You know, he just was like, you're so special. Like, don't let the industry make you think you're not. Right. Stay special. You know, stay special. You know, your light is bright. Don't let anybody or anything dim your light. Mm. And so when he passed, I just felt like I owed it to him to at least try and see what would happen Mm. in the healthy living lane. That's powerful. It sure is. It sure is. Well, you know, um, one thing I wanted to kind of ask ask you was, what, I guess you could say, what is now with you having AJ Zone just going out there and really, because you, you said something that's very deep, and I always emphasize on this one thing, teaching. You said I could go teach. Yeah. Now, one thing that I've always seen, and, and even God gave me insight on this, where it says that, what is your legacy? You know, we're here for a time. Time is just a vapor. But what is your legacy is what you leave, even if you're not here in the movement. So do you have any plans on being able to train anybody in a zone to kind of like, you know, do the same thing that you're doing to bring on the healthy living to kind of make into a movement to teach any type of healthy classes, any type of, you know, clinics or anything like that where you could be able to educate a lot of people because I know a lot of people want to live healthy, but they don't know how. Mm. You know, I've, I've, I, it goes yeah. back to even the good times when the lady was like, you guys eat fat back and hog mog and all that. She was like, well, if the vegetables wasn't so expensive in our stores, we'd be able to pay for right. the healthy living. But because it's so expensive, we can't live that way that I you're saying. I remember that episode. Yes, I do too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying it's like, so is there like a type of movement that you're, you know, trying to implement for a lot of people to start getting the knowledge of healthy living, healthy lifestyles, and how to be able to do it on a, a, I guess you could say, a better level. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, the good news is my company is not just me. I mean, yes, I'm AJ, president and founder of the AJ Zone, but I have coaches that that currently work at my studio under me. Um, But beyond that, you know, one of my prayers, again, going back to that, has been expanded territory. And so, um, you know, the two ways that God has answered that prayer this year is that I actually did a Christmas sale where I started doing 30-minute consultations for only $30. My 30-minute fee is typically $250. But God was telling me, you know, there's women, people, but women, definitely, who want my expertise that just can't afford the regular rate. Mm. And God asked me, to give my time mm-hmm. to a few women. And so at Christmas time, I did that kind of sale. First 100 women to sign up. You got me personally for 30 minutes. Wow. And then God, you know, it, it sold out in 10 minutes. Wow. And God was like, eh, I think I want you to keep going. I, I think there's a lot more women that want the opportunity. And long story short, here we are six months into the year and the sale is still going strong. Amen. So, so half my workload it's still doing these, you know, at least 10 consults a day um, in addition to everything else I'm doing. So when you say creating a movement, I believe that 
that's a way where, you know, that's global. Right. I'm talking to people in Europe, Africa, right. um, across the domestic United States. Like, you know, this is, this is an online thing from the AJZone.com. So that's creating a global movement. Um, you know, I'm getting ready to head to, to Ghana, Africa for the third time since January. Right. And um, talking about creating a legacy, I'm still not sure what God wants that to be for me. And I'm trying to live in a space where I don't put limits on what that could be. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, the fact that I'm headed to Ghana to be a keynote speaker at their year of return 2019 Panafest celebration. One of the things we're going to do is screen Sins of the Father because they don't have TV one, of course, in Africa. Mm. We're going to screen the movie and do a QA and a as well as a master class to, you know, up and coming performers in Ghana. That's oh, wow. dope. So yeah, that's so. It's cool. it's so dope. I'm so excited about it. I'm so glad TV One said yes without hesitation. I'm so excited that the Board of Tourism in Ghana is excited about it. Um, I'm excited about it. So again, mm. I'm just being who God is calling me to be. Now, Amen. what that becomes, I'm open to what God says. I don't know if my legacy is going to be healthy living. I don't know if my legacy is the give back. I don't know. I mean, right now, God has given me a global platform in right. every arm of my purpose and passion. Amen. I'm speaking in Africa. I'm teaching fitness around the country. Um, I got this new movie, and now, you know, that's airing now, and I'm working on a TV show as we speak. Um, I, don't, I don't know where God is. I don't know what my destiny is, mm. but, but the way that I live is that that's not my business. I got to focus on the journey. Amen. 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 I was going to say something funny. I was going to say, you, did you find uh, Wakanda while he was over there? But I was like, he was so Man, serious listen. with it. <laughs> well, you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, Wakanda is, is, is a fake version of what Africa really is. And for me, I was so much into Wakanda when I had not been introduced to real Africa it, before. I went for the first time in January. And to learn so much of our history that's so not taught in um, the history books and mm -hmm. to learn so much from, the, from our brothers and sisters that are there and to understand how they feel about us. Mm -hmm. That, you know, they, they look at us as like, you poor thing. You know, you were taken and thank God you returned. So you now get to know who you really are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was so shaken, so deep. I got rebaptized while I was there for my birthday in the waters of Ghana. Oh, I mean, wow. it was it was soul shifting for me. Mm. So, you know, again, I don't know what my destiny is, but um, I'm just letting God use me. Amen. Amen. That's the dopest way you could do it. Yeah. Man, wow, that is that is really amazing. It is. It Man, is. I had. I had something else to say, and then I totally forgot about it. But one thing I, I <laughs> like, I was really good, and, and I think it was something witty too. And it would have been like, haha. Like, <laughs> but I think one thing that you, um, that one thing that you're doing is you're letting God use you. You know, because I think I, Tyler Little, we just talked to last. Last night, last night said something that was deep there's a lot of people in the grave that was full of anointing and full of purpose but they did not allow God to use them and he even said when he did Sunday's best I had to learn to yield mm. 
and let God use me without me trying to get all in the way. And I think you just said the most number one thing right there is you're letting God use you and you're not worrying about where he, he's taking you, but you're, right. you're just going. And that's dope because you're not putting a limit or a cap on how much you can do and how many you can af affect and be able to change lives. Right. And in doing so, she can enjoy the journey because she's not, she's just, she's just going through it. Oh, yeah. My pettiness came back. I remember what I was going to talk about. <laughs> so, Miss <laughs> Johnson. I, yes, how, sir. How was Essence? Because I have to hear it from you because I feel like a dude at prom that everybody asked me to come to Essence. So I just wanted to ask, how was the Essence experience? Um, that's a really hard question when people say, how is Essence? I think there's got to be a, a more specific question. Um, the, the, you know, I'll answer it in, in, in a few parts. Um, okay. In terms of, uh, you know, how Walmart decided to use me, was was amazing i did some life coaching sessions on the walmart stage and did some fitness demonstrations and some um so lifestyle changing uh conversations with the audience and that was amazing um i also got a chance to do um some appearances and some some meet and greet with the crowd and i had no idea which is why essence was so great i would not have known this had I not gone to Essence. But, you know, people are so excited for me to be on screen again. Mm. Um, mm. You know, Essence was the weekend before Sins of the Father aired. And everybody was like, I can't wait to see your movie. I can't wait to see your movie. I'm such a fan. I love doing this. I love doing that. Um, I met you 10 years ago at another event. I mean, it's just like, you know, I would never know that people were that deep-rooted right. in, in, in being fans of mine outside of the essence experience you know it's also a different part of the country which i love you know um living in la and spending more time in la you know we don't necessarily get that because so many of us in the industry we live here so people are used to seeing us live and move about in la but you go down to new orleans where it's people from all over the country and primarily the southern region and i mean i couldn't leave the hotel without wow. feeling like they had found michael jackson alive it was <laughs> So, it was pandemonium every wow. time I was in and out of the hotel. And I was like, this is insane. Um, but again, like I said, you know, such a blessing because I'm hearing not just the typical, can I take a picture? I'm a big fan. Loved your work in Baby Boy, which is awesome. Or loved your work in whatever, which is awesome. But I also hear a lot of, you're not going to remember this, but I was your security guard 10 years ago. Wow. And you were so amazing. Or I met you at you know, your sorority Delta Sigma Theta conference five years ago, and you were so sweet. Or I ran into you on the elevator at MegaFest five years ago, and you were so sweet. And you, I mean, just people, people remember, right. people remember. Right. And, and I'm so honored and I'm so humbled by the fact that I get to hear that I haven't changed, that, mm -hmm. that life has not, you know, the life has not elevated my ego, nor has it bruised it. Mm, right. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm honored and humbled that people um, can tell me that they feel like I was amazing then and, and I'm, I'm sweet and humble and, and um, accessible now. It's one of the biggest compliments I think I, I'll ever get. Right, right. So you may, Essence, sound awesome, but how you started it 
made it sound like, oh, Essence, oh, okay. But you did some great things out there. And I, and I, and I think that was the main thing I was asking because I always, when I went to New Orleans for the very first time, it's a different experience, especially being from California, where you get to right. even feel the hospitality, the the the, because there's so much culture there. Because a lot of people don't realize a lot of the slave ports were in Louisiana, and that's why so many people yeah. that, that they they claim that they Creole, um, like I say, claim um, they they they. They, they all say, we came from Louisiana. Louisiana has so many roots of our culture, yeah. which is so amazing in the structural. And, you know, I even heard before I went to New Orleans, before Katrina, that it was even beautiful. It was way beautiful than what it is now, before Katrina. Right. And there was so many historic things there, which I think it's, it's a, for anybody that's listening, go take a trip to New Orleans. If you've never been outside your city limit, New Orleans is the place to be, and it's a party every day. I think I had the most turned up time on a Wednesday by on Bourbon right. Street at right. Foot Locker, and it was amazing. I was like, it's Wednesday, y'all party? Yeah, we just got off work. And then they got the little bands. It'd be, man, I'll get there one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, But, you know, here, here's the other thing. For me, you know, I was working. So, you know, that's another reason why I said when you said have the essence. You know, it's exhausting because you have to be on the Mm. entire time. I'm on stage at the convention center. I'm walking the floor, so I'm meeting and greeting fans. You know, coming in and out of the hotel, I've got fans. Eating at the the restaurants in New Orleans, going to the events, it's exhausting. And so I was trying to learn how to balance, um, you know, my, my work responsibility and trying to enjoy New Orleans. And honestly, I don't think I achieved that. I was exhausted the entire time. I didn't party that much. I think I went to one party, but I mean, I was mad the next morning because I was dragging because I was so tired. <laughs> so it was like, you know, I was like, well, that was a wrong decision. Um, I have fun, but stand for it now, Lord. Um, so, you know, I, I've never been able to create that balance. I hear a lot of people, you know, they work and then they run to the parties and they're here and they're there. You know, another thing too is it, it has grown so big. Yeah. That, you know, I'm now I'm now finding out there's people, friends of mine that were there also that I didn't even see. We didn't even connect because mm-hmm. I didn't know they were there. I didn't see them. And I'm like, Dad, I can't believe I missed you at Essence. But it's so big, it's easy to miss each other. Wow. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 I, I speak in existence. That I speak in claim that Anointed Radio will be at Essence next year. So, with that being said, um, I just wanted to go ahead and say, as um, as from the bottom of my heart, I really thank you, Miss Johnson, for coming on to the show um, and taking a little chance on Anointed Radio here in Las Vegas in our startup days. And um, we really appreciate you for sharing your time because one yes. thing that you can't give give back is time. So I really yeah. appreciate you for spending time with us. And like I tell everybody, if there's anything, I think I, the number one person that comes to my head when I tell them this is Darren Hansen. When I said, you know, if you have anything, a book, a, a, a cruise, a conference, and I think he sent me almost every one of those. Yeah. Um, let us know. We definitely promote it. Let the city of Las Vegas know what you're doing. 
And just know that you got family now here in Las Vegas where if you're having anything, because I'm the number one promoter for Las Vegas to be saying, let's bring events here. So if there's anything, I would just awesome. say bring events to Las Vegas. We thank you. We appreciate you. Keep doing your purpose because you're doing great Amen. things. Even though you might not know where you might end up, you definitely not where you started. And God is doing Amen. great things in your life. And it's just uh, it's amazing to be able to hear somebody willing and, and happy right. to do God's work instead of being draggy Absolutely. and attitudish right. about right. doing what God is asking. So I just thank you. With all that said, well, thank I you thank you, you and me. we're here. Yeah, no, I love it. Thank you for having me. And I think, you know, we're going to have to do some type of uh, retreat or, uh, you know, a day, a day kind of conference. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That but, um, good. you know, Las Vegas is not that far away. And, Fall you know, when, when, yeah, that's it. You know, and I mean, you know, when God blessed me with this movie, even when I was on set, I knew that I was being called forward. To this platform um, to shine God's light. I knew it was more than me just going back to acting. Right. I knew that I had a responsibility this time. And so um, when my when my team said, you know, anointed radio, I was like, yep, put me on it because you know I'm doing all these other entertainment shows. But just by name, I was like, you know, if I have a chance to talk about you know the anointing, then I've got I've got, I, it's my duty. So. Thank you for having me, and I'm going to claim Thank we're going to do something soon together, so I'll see you all soon. All amen. right, that sounds like a amen. plan to me. God bless. Have yeah, a safe amen. Trip. Thank you again. And thank you. Sure, bye-bye. Bye. Amen. So that was A.J. Johnson. That was great. Wow. She, yeah, she's so inspirational. Well, you know, what's kind of, what's crazy is that she does it with such a light heart. Right. You know, you, you get pastors out there that has got the most heaviest heart. And they, and, yes. and, and, and you just got to see where, when you just say yes. It's like you could hear her light. Yeah. Yeah. You could be able to hear the smile. You could be able to yeah, hear the happiness and, and everything like that. So I think that was a big thing. And I definitely want. I'm going to have Cletus change up the music because oh, I hear okay. a song in my spirit and it's just telling the Lord yes. Okay. When my heart and soul just says yes. That's I think that's something that we have to start learning how to do. Right. So one thing I want to leave with everybody today is that God might have you start a certain way. But you're definitely not going to end that way. So remember to stay focused. Stay humble. And know when you don't know what to do. Just say God guide my feet. Amen. And he will provide your needs. So this is Pastor Jay. You can find me at Anointed Jaylon. On Instagram and Twitter. Anointed Jaylon. J-A-Y-L-O-N. Or you can find me at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun on Facebook. And make sure you go ahead and get your anointed summer party tickets. Um, yeah, we want to see you there. July 28th, we'd love to see you. And it'll be a great time. We've got some great acts from California to Las Vegas. Some homegrown artists. 
come and support, have time, get some worship in, get some anointing. There'll be a great word for you guys. I'm just telling you, something's going to be said. I, I feel it in in the atmosphere that something's going to be said to be able to make a change in someone's life. So it ain't just a concert. It's a worship experience. So I, I definitely say come through, get your tickets, come enjoy. Six o'clock, July 28th, Rancho High School, where we're going to have so many great, talented people there. Anointedradionetwork.com. Go ahead and get your tickets. Go vote for us for the Kingdom Image Award at Columbus, Ohio, where we're for the best uh, media outlet. And stay on the word and stay brave on what God tells you to do. And this is Lady AJ. And you know what? Miss Johnson has inspired me so much. I'm going to change up my thing. I got a new one. Enjoy the journey, folks. Amen. Amen. See y'all on Sunday, y'all. <laughs>